one of the most stressful things in the world is planning a wedding. I'll never forget when me and my wife were planning our wedding, just how stressful it was, all the moving pieces that you have going on. The good news is now there's a solution. OurStressFreeWedding.com is the best place to find your vendors to organize all your thoughts. Visit OurStressFreeWedding.com to see how they can help you for your big day. What up? I'm Zach Goodwin, and this is Hoop Scoop, the podcast that explores the life and hoops journey of players, coaches, and influential people all throughout the sport. Get the scoop on all things hoop here on Hoop Scoop. How we doing? I'm Zach Goodwin, and this is Hoop Scoop. Thanks for joining us. We got a really good one for the first podcast. Andrew Robinson current head basketball coach at Waterloo Columbus for the boys varsity basketball team has a unbelievable story. It is the absolute pinnacle of what I want this podcast to be really awesome talking to him. Can't wait to get that to you. We did have some technical difficulties. Unfortunately, the start of the podcast cut out on me. I lost it talking about his childhood and growing up, even his high school days. The good news is the real meat of the podcast, the real awesome part Uh, we still have for you. So I'm going to fill you in on kind of what you missed real quick before we jump into it. But before we do that, I have a couple thoughts for you that I just want to share. I want to talk about the shot clock in high school basketball. And we talk about this with Drew on the podcast, and we're going to talk with some other coaches and players and stuff as well. But the shot clock's made its way into Iowa for the first time this year. We're going to use it. So 35-second shot clock. I think it's going to be really good. And I know there's been some controversy on it. And I'm going to tell you kind of my part, my thoughts on it. Four or five years ago, when it really started to get some steam and some associate, you know, some uh, state associations started saying, hey, we're going to use shot clocks, I was against it. I thought, you know what? High school doesn't need a shot clock. Um, it wouldn't really affect the uh, higher classes, your 3A, 4A classes, probably not even your 2A for the most part. It would affect your lower 2A, you know, your mid to lower 1A was my original thought on it, right? And I, I've been associated with 1A basketball for a while some 2A basketball as well, some 3A basketball, mostly 1A, right? So that was my view on it, just being in that position. I played 1A basketball, coached it, so on and so forth. What I found, though, uh, for those that you are skeptics, and maybe you'll relate to this, is that I was being somewhat of a hypocrite on it, right? My thought was 35 seconds, you're just going to make the game really fast all the time. No one's going to have any option but just to run. You won't have teams playing slow. Right, which is which is mostly how you upset people, right? If you're if you're not a good team or you're a mediocre team and you're playing a good team, you want to do what? You want to slow the game down, right? If they play fast, you want to play slow. Um, there are some teams, you know, some really good teams that play slow. Maybe you'll try to speed them up, but for the most part, um, that's what you do. The first school I ever coached at was Shaw Memorial. A little shout out to Shaw Memorial in Madison, Indiana. Do not call them Madison Shaw, by the way. Not a fan of it. Didn't know that till I got there. Shaw Memorial High School, and I coached the girls, and that's how we beat some teams we weren't supposed to. Was hey, like, like to get out and run. Let's slow the game down. Let's make it a half court game. Um, my thought on the shot clock was you won't be able to do that. But here's what I found over these years. I've I've told my teams forever in late game situations. What do you tell your teams, guys? We got 20 seconds left. Guys or girls, we have 20 seconds left. Don't panic. That's an eternity. Right? We have plenty of time. Here's the play that we're going to run. Right, We want to set this up. Uh, you know, we have 15 seconds left, guys. That's an eternity. Don't worry. Right, I remember there was a game uh, two years ago that we were playing. We had eight seconds left. 
and we had to go the length of the court. And I remember telling the guys in the huddle, guys, it's eight seconds, right? You get 10 to get across that court. It's forever. Don't panic. We're going to get the look that we want to. And we did. We just missed it. Uh, we even had like a second, maybe two seconds left on the clock when we took the shot. Um, and it was a, it was a layup, right? And we just missed it. So I found that, you know, we tell our teams that this is an eternity. And then we say 35 second shot clock. We're like, oh, that's, that's not, that's, that's too short, right? The game's going to be way too fast. That's, that's not true, right? We played with it this summer. Uh, we had zero shot clock violations. Wasn't even close. Like didn't have to take a bad shot because the shot clock was running out. We didn't play a team that had to, you know, take a shot because the shot clock was running out. Um, the only thing it affected was into quarter, into half, uh, into game situations, which I personally loved. It brought more strategy into the game. It brought more comeback opportunities, especially at the end of the game. You're down four. You're down five. There's a minute 30 left. Do you start fouling right now? That was your dilemma before. Now you don't even think about it, right? You're down four and there's 50 seconds left you're probably not going to foul, right? Unless you can foul a really bad free throw shooter, you're going to try to give yourself another chance to get back in the game. Maybe I can cut it to two and then foul, right? There's there's just more strategy in what you're doing, and it gives you more of a chance if you're down four, five, six points at the end of a game to make some of those tough decisions. And so I personally love it. I look forward to it this year. Um, I will say I think the first year there's going to be quite a few hiccups. Um, I think teams are going to be missing shot clocks. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of shot clock malfunction, and it just is what it is, right? It's year one. Um, with that being said, I do think you'll see a lot more blowouts at all levels, like nasty blowouts, because in the past, if you were getting blown out, maybe a team would say, hey, I want to see five passes, right? Or I want to run this, a, you know, a slower offense, they'd slow it down so they're not just absolutely beating the tar off of you or out of you. I don't, they're not going to be able to do that now, right? They can put their subs in, but there's, you're still going to have to run your stuff. You can slow it down, but there's only so much time you can slow it down, right? And so you're still going to, teams are still going to keep scoring on you. So I do think we'll see some more nasty blowouts. And, you know, we can get into a later time at what we think is right and wrong when it comes to blowouts. And um, that that's a whole nother conversation. But I do think you'll see some more of that. And I think the amount of pressing that you'll see, and this is in Iowa this year will be significantly more not so much just to press but just to slow you know hey it's 35 seconds can we make them start their offense at 28 right at 26 at 24 i think you'll see a lot more of that as well so i'm a huge huge supporter of it now really excited to use it this year i know it's been a big conversation in indiana which is where i'm from for a while i'm all for it i think it's good for the game i think it's good for the kids i think it's good for coaching um, I think it's good for everything. It just makes things a lot more fluent. And then you don't have the issue of teams holding the ball for, you know, three minutes, which is which can just get outrageous. So with that being said, I want to get into the interview with Andrew Robinson. Just an absolute great one. But I want to fill you in on kind of what you missed. Um, and I do apologize for this. So Andrew grew up in Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, went to public school at first and then had to make the decision when he got to high school. Is he going to go to Waterloo, Columbus, which is a private school? Or is he going to go to Waterloo East, where his dad was and is a Hall of Famer, right, uh, for, for football? And he ultimately made the decision to go to Columbus, uh, which turned out to be a pretty good one. I'm sure if you ask him, played at Columbus for four years. Um, they got pretty good. He hit a growth spurt and just could absolutely jump out of the gym. His senior year, they had a really great group, uh, ended up third in state, uh, third in the state. And at the time, they were 3A. And so... 
he actually got hurt at the beginning of that year. Uh, got a really bad injury and was out all year long. And if you ask him, because we did, would they win it if he was there? The answer is absolutely yes. He was averaging 24, 25 points a game at the time when he got hurt from there. I asked him, did, you know, when did you make the decision to go play in college? And the answer was he didn't. He moved to Tennessee with his mom and was working at an Applebee's just hooping at parks for four years after he got out of high school. Um, some guys got in his ear and said, hey, you should be playing college basketball. He came back to Waterloo, Iowa. One of his buddies said, hey, you should go watch Kirkwood. They're playing in the conference championship game, uh, which is a JUCO school in Iowa. So he did. He went down there to the conference championship game, and he just thought the atmosphere was unreal. And that's where we pick up here in this podcast. It is just a phenomenal one. Uh, listen to Andrew Robinson's story here. I think you're really going to love it. Okay, so you you graduate high school. You go down to Tennessee. Four years go by. Four years go by. You come back and you're, and you're how old? You go to this conference championship game and you're how old? Actually, uh, my birthday's in July, so I might have been, yeah, I might have been 21 at the time. I'm just about to turn 22. Uh, so I decided to go, but I, I, go, I go to open gym over the summer. Funniest thing ever. It always makes me not want to go to Kirkwood. Uh, Marcus invited me. I go with my cousin. We go to open gym. And he introduced me to coach, Coach Chris Jans, who's yep. at Mississippi State now. I love Jans to death. But the first time I meet him that summer, he don't even speak to me. He don't shake my hand or nothing. He don't even look at me. <laughs> and I'm like, do I want to go here? <laughs> do I want to, you know? Okay, now, granted, yeah, um, he didn't know anything about me. Marcus told me, go, so I play, and I play bad. I don't do anything. I almost actually get into a fight with one of the players. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's Juco ball. I'm not used to that, you know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's nice. I don't understand the whole situation yet about, because at this whole time, I never think about college basketball. I've never been a – let me think about my, you know, my future. I'm, I'm a day-to-day type of guy, so it's like, man, I'm just here. I'm not thinking about – you know, I want to go there, but you got guys that – they're trying to get out. They're trying to get scholarships, and I don't know right. nothing about that yet. So I, I leave there, but I do make the decision, you know, say I'm going to go there. I, I, I enroll. But I got to make the team. I got to try out. Yeah. Hardest thing ever um, when it's 300 guys competing for a job, and that's – and Kirko went to the national tournament that year. So now you get a bunch of see, guys, see the Rabbits guys trying to make those teams. And it's it's some good basketball. Jans turned around some quality basketball, a lot of guys. So it's like, man, I got to do something. This is tough. I love to compete, though. Uh, and I was lucky enough to be put on the same, like, you know, tryout team with Ken Howard, who's being recruited by Chris Jans out of Waterloo East. He's uh, first team all state, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. he's he's the guy, he, you know, that, that coaches pride recruit. So coaches are watching him play, and I'm on his team. And it's like, let's go. So they're watching him. They get to watch me too. Absolutely. And so for, for guys that, that don't know, this this still happens in Juco Ball today. Um, they have guys that they want, absolutely. But before the season starts, they just open it up. They're like, yeah. anybody who wants to hoop, come in, let's watch you play, including their incoming recruits. Um, and so you're saying there was, there were, what, 300 dudes? 300 dudes. And I know all the like coaches, recruits, the incoming freshmen, they were on, or maybe a transfer or something like that. But the sophomore, see, Marcus is a sophomore going into a sophomore year now. So him, uh, two other guys who were on the team, they're just watching. Right. But the Waterloo connection, he's watching me and Ken play. So those guys are kind of watching. And Coach Matlock is in Coach Jan's here, like, hey, man, you know, watch Drew, watch Drew. You know, yeah. like he's kind of, they're helping me, like, you know what I'm saying? But I got to still perform. It, and it's, it's, 
it's small court, you know what I'm saying? Because so many people, so many games, so many runs, you got to, you know, coach got to see everybody. So almost yeah. 300 guys. That's over three days span. So it was. So how'd you play? Honestly, first couple games, I didn't do nothing. Facilitate, running the point, which I'm not a point, but just getting Ken the ball. Yeah. And, and I'm like, man, this, this ain't it. I survived the first day, you know, getting some layups and some finishes, rebounds and stuff like that. But I got to do something that's going to separate me from these other 200 guys in here. And it was a, a, a fast break. And, you know, Marcus and those guys are talking because Marcus is telling them, man, Drew can play. Like, he got some bounce, but I ain't showed nothing yet. Right. And it was a two-on-one. And I'm like, okay, I got to set this guy. Guy in the middle. Honestly, he's probably like five, eight, five, seven, which I'm like, it's bad because Ken's Howard 6'3". I'm 6'3". Right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I got the ball. I'm like, come on, Ken, come on. And he's all stater. So you think I'm going to pass him the ball? And I know my spots to get to when I want to take off. Right. And I and I get off my, my launch pad and I take off and I just yeah I'm gonna do it and it was after that I said I gotta show out and it was Dunk City after that I'm dunking everything I said I gotta yeah. finish everything at the rim but coach gotta see it I gotta scream like Chris Webber so everybody in the gym hears me because that's how you get eyes on you you can't Absolutely. be quiet you know you can't be quiet in the gym you know that Absolutely. you can't be quiet in the gym so yeah I, so I, I tell really, our guys all the time when they get a rebound even when you get a rebound let everybody know. Everybody know that you yeah, yeah. Nobody does that. That was stand out. No, um, no. That that's yeah. how I used to get seen at camps too. I went to Holy Cross one time up in uh, Northern Indiana, and I show up. It's just like a. I thought it was like a little camp. I show up, dudes are just getting after. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> so yeah, every time, every time I'm getting a rebound, ah, every time I you know take a charge, ah, like anything, you're just making noise. You got to be seen. You know, you got to yeah. be seen. Absolutely, well, was, absolutely. So, so how'd you find out you made the team? Oh, they put the name on the wall. It was yeah, it's it was that's it. 90, that's yeah, it. Name on the wall. So, and actually, to start the season out at Kirkwood, it was like thirty guys who made it. So, whole and you dwindled down by the end of the season. How many were there? To end the year out, we only had ten on the team. So preseason <laughs> chopped a lot of heads off. You know, a lot of heads yeah. off. So we probably started the season, you know, with the fifteen. You know, it's a couple of red shirts and stuff like that. So, yeah. still got to find a niche. But my thing is, I'm behind a can. I'm behind all stater. Right. I figure it out. You know, what I'm saying I'm a 22 yeah. year old freshman. I wasn't the oldest on the team. We had a 33 year old guy on there, Arnold Barnes from Antigua. 33. Holy cow. Well, he was an OG man. So, yeah. But but honestly, Zach, like I said, I wasn't weight room, but I'm, I'm grown man at 22. So my strength is a little different. Right. I'm feisty. You know, I'm going to play in the post. I don't need to shoot a lot of threes. And you know, I stopped shooting threes as I, be, be, you know, as I got in the paint. Like, you can't dunk yeah. the three-point line. I can dunk down here. So, yeah. I, I knew what my strengths was. I'm going to defend. I'm going to score in the post. I'm going to rebound. Right. And that's it, man. I just want to dunk. And so you go from you, you go from working at the Applebee's, not in school, to now you're a 22-year-old now, freshman. What was, what was college freshman. life like? What was that adjustment for you like? Oh, man, it was the same old, same old. I've always been, you know, even as, like, 17, 18, we would go hang out. I'm in the club. You know, I'm a hangout guy. I'm a, I like to be around a bunch of people and music and dance and stuff like that. So, we would – I'm not going to lie. As a 22-year-old, we would go out. we have fun. It's college, man. I tell everybody. Absolutely. Be smart about it. We had rules amongst our team. You know, we – and I lived in the house off campus, so we had the party house. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't do nothing that's going to uh, – hurt my performance, whether in practice or games like that. So, you know, of course, once in a while, you kind of got to, you know, lose some control, especially when you're going to have fun. Indulge, indulge yeah, a you know, I'm 22, coach. <laughs> 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 no, but, 
No, I kept it in check though, because our our main focus was was the win. We had yep. a guy, my, my brother today, uh, Brandon Welch, transferred from Iowa. He played at Iowa, broke his wrist. Yep. Uh, he could play six seven. On. He could shoot it, man. So he was he was serious. He was our serious guy. Like, man, y'all need to tighten up. Let's go. Yeah. You know, we yeah. joked at times. We're all immature and, and kids, but he he was the serious serious one. Well, I'm the jokester. So it, right. it worked out, man. It's yeah. Um, I'm just one of those guys where you know you break your leg in high school and it's over, and now you're here. I enjoy it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm and so that cool. that freshman year, you know, I, I'm sure that that state run sits with you, right? You you break your oh, leg, man. you think you could win it if it happens, but then you get a second chance. You're at Kirkwood. You guys have an unbelievable season. You go on to win yeah. it. Take Great take year. me through, take me through that year. What was that like for you? What was winning the the JUCO national championship like? It was a great feeling, um, and I look at our team like we we walk through the door, we look like misfits. You know, LL Cool J's out. Everybody walks in sweatpants with the one leg up. <laughs> you know, it's like we did all that stuff. You know, I might walk in with a towel around my head. I'm look crazy. No, we look crazy. We have fun. We laughing through the door. Absolutely. But um, the camaraderie of the team, the tightness of our group. Like even if we went to the mall, we call everybody on team, man. We going to the mall tonight. Where you at? Where you at? I can't make it. Okay, cool. Just to let you know, this is where we're going to be at. We're going to full court. We did everything together. So, and if you had something going on, you can make it. It's okay, but you knew where we were at. So, that's how tight we were. Nobody cared about, and, you know, coach probably played eight guys, you know, so seven to eight guys, but nobody cared about points. Like, nobody did. It was okay. If, if, you, if you're sitting on 20, man, let's get you 30. What can right. I do to get you 30, you know? I know you can shoot it. I got yelled at a lot of times. If you was a shooter three, and I know you're our best shooter, man, I'm basket, I'm cheering. Coach, like, Drew, you got a rebound. Like, Coach, you going to make it. Like, this my guy. Like, we had confidence in each other. Uh, seriously, I'm, I, I just want to dunk. Uh, Kurt, you know, Kurt Albert, who's from South Tama, which is funny. When I was in high school, he saw me play as an eighth grader, and he brought it up at practice. Like, Drew, I remember when I was in eighth grade, you guys were dunking all over us. I gave you a high five at halftime. I said, dude, don't you ever say that again. <laughs> Like, now we're teammates. We're in the same grade. Like, <laughs> One of the most stressful things in the world is planning a wedding. I'll never forget when me and my wife were planning our wedding, just how stressful it was, all the moving pieces that you have going on. The good news is now there's a solution. OurStressFreeWedding.com is the best place to find your vendors to organize all your thoughts. Visit OurStressFreeWedding.com to see how they can help you for your big day. You guys make you guys make the run, you get to the Great national run. championship uh, game. Who who do you play in the national championship? Uh St. Clair. St. Clair. Average. And you win that game is uh, I looked it up. I think it was seventy one sixty six, something like that. Close they game. They average hundred points a game. A hundred points, held them to sixty yeah. something. When we when we go to the banquet, everybody gets there to go to the banquet to meet everybody, uh Yeah. Like the tournament director walks around my phone and talk to the coaches. I think the Sinclair coach got up said, uh, thank you guys for being here. We're gonna run, you know, we're gonna we're gonna blow everybody out the water and take this thing running. And you get the coach jams and he's just like, We're gonna defend, we're gonna run our stuff. We're like, Coach, you gotta talk some trash. Like, coach, coach, we sound lame, coach. Let's go, what are you doing? He said, No, we it's a, it's a regular game. We're gonna treat it like it every day. Yeah. Regular game. We can go, we're gonna play D. You know, we gotta say we're gonna shut their water off. Yeah. And we're gonna just run our stuff and we're gonna win the game. That's how you're right, coach. And so you he, said you said it was St. Clair? That's that was the name? St. Clair. I think it's St. Clair, yep. Okay. And their head coach was who, do you know? 
I don't even remember who the head coach was. Do you know? Did I, he stay there for a long time? Did he move on? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Honestly, I couldn't tell you anybody about those guys, but they had a guy, Tyrone Swoop, who was who looked like Charles Barkley. Yeah. Physical, could dunk. I mean, strong, massive. Oh, man, he, he, he could go. Yeah. We had to shut him down. You're not going to, you know, he, you're not going to, y'all ain't going to get 100 on us. Right. Great game. Um, you know, I think he went on to play somewhere. He won somebody. You know, we played some guys who, great competition. I love the environment. Yeah. Uh, looking back on it, you don't cherish it as much as you should. Right. Because not one time I ever thought, like, I wouldn't be at Kirkwood. Right. You know, so Absolutely. it's just. And so I tell me. So, so you get through your career, right? You win the national championship. Next year, you win the conference championship. Um, and I don't go to Kirkwood. I transferred to Independence Community College. I go to ICC. Last your second year? year? Yeah, my second year. I'm at, I'm not at Kirkwood anymore. Okay, Coach Coach Jans leaves and takes me with him. Yeah, so I'm at I'm at Last Chance U before it's even on TV. Like, when okay, I'm okay. Uh, D1 Juco now. No, um, yep. The Jayhawk won of second best conferences in the nation to play Juco ball. I think the Panhandle might be number one, but, oh, uh, man, when I say literally giving up 30 a night, I was giving up 30 a night. It was insane. I thought I was a defensive stopper. Like, it was, it was great ball. I mean, so many guys from that league who went and played in, you know, high power five D1s playing in the league. Like it's, And so where was this college at? Independence, Kansas. Independence, Kansas. Okay, so you're going from from basically Cedar Rapids, um, Iowa, to Kansas. Uh, you're living in a new dorm. You're living. You're meeting new dudes. These aren't your guys from from back home. Um, how how were you guys that year? We actually got beat second round of conference tournament. Pretty good team. Guys didn't buy into what Jams was trying to do. Um, and that's tough, man. Like I say, our our best player actually. Was a starter on a Tulsa Final Four team with Bill Self. Uh, wow. One of our guards went and played at Idaho. Like we had some guys on the team who could play. Some some I some mean, dudes. Two guys ended up playing semi-pro football. Right. Um, I think one guy played in the Canadian League. Like that's we had some 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 athletes on a team, but it wasn't a team. Nobody wanted to buy in. You know, it was right. It was a lot of a lot of egos and a lot of guys trying to go. Trying to get to that know, next stop. Yeah, I'm trying to get next stop, yeah. man. Like this. So tell me, so so now you're done with Juco ball, right? Um, before we move on to the next step, so you mentioned it earlier, right? Chris Jans, he's now at Mississippi State. Uh, he was at New Mexico State, correct? Yep. Um, moves on. What was it like playing from him? What'd you What'd you learn from him? Man, I love I love playing for Coach Jans. Um, he took a chance on me, and I think <laughs> I think we need each other at the time because of me being so outgoing and him being from Fairbank, Iowa. He's not used to seeing a guy who laughs and cracks jokes, has fun, has got dreadlocks. Yeah. I don't have any tattoos yet, but the dreadlocks is still a different look at the time in 1998. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 99. So, uh, and just me, like, being a jokester all the time and not knowing until it's time to get serious. Right. So I think it, it, I think it took some time for him to get used to that. But I learned how to play basketball, how to play, how to be tough, how to be physical, how to, um, how to manage myself during the games. When I say he was he was savage as a coach, it's hard to say, but he knew what to call, when to call. He knew if you were having a bad day, what's your skill set? If, you, if you're a three-point shooter, you struggle out. Let's, do, let's run something to get you over. He, he just knew his ex in the old, but he, he knew guys. 
And I think, you know, with me, him not knowing me right away, it took some time to get used to me because I'm a little, little out there a little bit, yeah. you know. But I, I have fun and I enjoy life. A lot of times you might, I'm laughing, but I'm serious. Right. It's hard to separate that. So, but I learned a lot from him. A lot of the stuff we do now, I run because of him. And also, after him, I went to Chaminade where our, the assistant coach there, him and Jans, Coach Jans were young assistant coaches on the same staff so yeah i was in the same system kind of for four years with two different people just you know you, you they put everybody put spin on their own stuff but as for the basics of the offensive defense scheme is the same so i had an easy transition from going from junior college to division two at chaminade absolutely it's like i ran the same stuff over and over and over right and so you kind of mentioned it so you go down to chaminade which is in honolulu right yeah. division two in honolulu um was that was that your only offer uh, was that uh, how, how'd you end up uh, on how'd you end up on going uh, to Hawaii? Had a couple offers in NAI schools, uh, D threes. I know when Kurt Albert transferred to Grandview, he wanted me to go there with him. Man, I got to get out of Iowa. Uh, Winthrop, I got a lot of letters from them. This one, uh, Marshall, Greg Marshall, who was at Wichita State, was at Winthrop when they yep. were making the runs for D one. So I kind of knew them. They're making runs in the tournaments. Okay, I know South Carolina, but I just I had a I had a best friend station. In the military in South Carolina, I'm like, well, if I go there, he's there. I know we're going to be – I know how it is. We're from Waterloo. We're going to be hanging out. I said, so I won't be focused. But it's just I, – I got that offer late to go out to Chaminade. And thanks to Coach Jans, he's him and the uh, assistant coach seeing each other at a tournament in California. Mm-hmm. And Coach Grease asked about me because he seen me play at Kirkwood. And they knew I was coming off an injury. I got hurt at uh, Independence. I only played nine games. Imagine that. So <laughs> – so, hey, when I say the grind is real, like, I've been injured. I'm like Wolverine, man. I bounce back, man. Like, I heal up and come back. But um, so I, I just jumped on it. I said, you can't beat Hawaii. I've seen Sean and I play on the Maui. I know the history of beating Virginia. Yeah. I said, so, yeah, let me go check it out. And I just signed. Signed my letter. Oh, let me go back. I got I to gotta reverse that. I signed to go to, uh, at the time, it was Missouri Western State. D2 down in uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Griffins. Uh, me and Bobby Anderson, who played at Kirkwood for a semester, transferred to Independence and played second semester. He was ineligible. I'll give you 40 a night, though. He should be in the NBA. Right. So we both go on a visit, and we both sign. I get to the car. Nauseous, about to throw up, thinking I'm dying. I said, Coach, I don't feel right. I got to talk to my family. I made a decision to quit. He ripped up my letter. I signed. I'm a military in a week. So before I go to Shaman, I actually signed to go to Missouri Western State. So I get a new letter. I still have it at home. I got a new letter. I didn't go. Just it wasn't right, you know. This situation yeah. wasn't right. Um, so when I got that letter, that, that uh, letter intent from Shamna, I signed and like, man, it's Hawaii. I'm from Waterloo, Iowa. I'm going to Hawaii. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. I know Chris Games from Waterloo. You know Waterloo West went to went to Hawaii out there. Shamna's right a, a block away. Yeah. Right down the street, man. So I'm like, I get there and it's one of the smallest schools I've ever seen. We share a gym with the high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Where am I at? Like, so, this, this ain't what I thought. So, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of Chaminade. Now, I think they have new facilities now. Oh, yeah. Um, they get really upgraded. But the court that you see in the Maui Invitational, that's not our home court. Yes. That's on another island, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm looking oh. at the, the old Chaminade University, and yes, it, it, that's what I was going to say. It looks like a high school. It looks like it is. A, a, maybe a, a decent-sized high school, but it looks like a high school. Now, St. Louis High School is known for football. Timmy Chang was there, Jason Rivers, yeah. a lot of guys play at UH, and Timmy Chang's the head coach now, so they got a great football history. But 
the their AD said if we win any banners at Shaman, we can't hang them up in their gym. It's their high school gym. What is this? <laughs> no, it was. I thought about leaving after my junior year. I should have took a rest of year, but you know, I'm just like, nah, I'm gonna stick it out. Coach, coach talked talk me into it because Coach Grease was assistant coach, but he got the head job. Uh, yep. So my junior year, we had two separate teams. Coach Walker was there, and he actually got a job with Orlando Magic doing something with the Nate facilities. So it was Coach Grease's recruits, us juniors versus Coach, you know, Walker's seniors, and it was a different, weird dynamic. I was like, I, I gotta leave. I'm not playing. I'm yeah. barely getting in the games. I'm coming off an injury. Uh, so it's just like, man, I don't know if I want to be here. It's just, even though it's Hawaii and I enjoy it, basketball-wise, I, I don't know basketball anymore. Right. And so you decided so, uh, to go back. What made I that decision? To out. Uh, senior year, I didn't want to keep going around. Uh, actually, I don't have any cartilage in my knee, so I get a gel replacement shot to get me back to 90%. And at the time, you know, I'm 20, 24, 25, my 90% is better than most people's 100. So I'm like, let's go. Right. I'm in shape. I worked out. You know, I just I wanted to play. And I'm looking at the, the, the team. Like, yeah, I'll be starting. And I get up, get back out there, and Coach Grease has a, another plan. Like, no, we're moving our six eight point guard to play the three. Oh, that's my spot, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do now? You know what I'm saying? You recruit a guy six four out of you know who come out the Jayhawk from uh, but, uh, Butler who can jump out the gym. Like, so you got two guys ahead of me. Okay, let's work. And some unfortunate events happened to those guys, so I got a chance to start. And once I was in the starting lineup, it's hard to get me out. Yeah. You know, and so, how'd that senior year end? Uh, not great, obviously. I only averaged like twenty minutes a game. Like, what's going on here? It was, it was fun. Just, it's Hawaii, man. You, it's, yeah. you get so many guys who transfer from D one, and it's a tropical paradise. You don't want to go to class. You want to hang out at the beach. Yeah. Um, man, I got so many crazy stories that you've seen. Like, wow, these guys don't care about basketball, and we're a pretty decent team. And that's it. Uh, I fell out of love with the game. Had a chance to talk to a little agent and, and go see if I wanted to play overseas. I said, I'm just going home. I ended up, uh, you know, just, just having fun. I graduated, you know. So now nah, I'm, I'm kind of done with basketball. And so you graduate with a bachelor's degree uh, in what? Communications. And communications, okay. Yeah, so actually uh, I stay out there for another year and just, just finish up school. And I do my internship broadcasting our Chaminade games, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, uh and I thought I wanted to be the next big Vitale, but you don't understand how much work goes into that. And oh, honestly, yeah. if you're not at that at that level, it's not the same. Right. So I was just like, I gotta, I gotta regroup, figure out what I want to do. So you can always come come back home and regroup, and, and that's what I did. You know, I came back home to, you know, just figure out what I wanted to do. Ended up playing semi-pro football for the little team here for like five years, and was you know met my wife and. And actually, you know, we started to have kids, and that's when I got into coaching when my oldest was in third grade uh, in the coaching football. And that's kind of sparked my interest in the coaching, but until then, I never wanted to be a coach. Never thought about it. Never thought about it. Never crossed you. So <clears throat> before we move on to kind of kind of what's up now, when you look back on your college experience, when you look back on, you know, leaving high school, that four-year gap, Kirkwood, uh, then, you know, transferring again, then going down to Hawaii, um, what – what is your what is your takeaway from it? What's your takeaway from your time time at those universities? Uh, I, I wouldn't change it for anything, but it's also a path like I wouldn't advise anybody to take. Uh, you know, I'm a spokesman for junior college. I love it. That's where I went. But honestly, none of my credits from junior college transferred to Chaminade. So I literally did 
my four years and three, you know, and it was right. tough when you're student athlete. So still trying to play ball and, and get these classes done. I had a lot of heavy workload. Um, so I would, you know, you got to really do your research. But at the time, back then, nobody, nobody was telling me, you know, saying, hey, this is what you need to do. I never had that, you know, those positive influence. Hey, man, you know, what's your class schedule look like? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? What you think about next? Like, I was always day to day. Absolutely. You know, I was never yeah. looking for a year or two years from now. <clears throat> yeah. So you meet your wife in what year? Oh, man. That's killing me. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we've been married, what, 15 years now? Uh, I want to say I met her. In, I, I want to say, honestly, when I just got back, 03. I want to say maybe 03. 03. And you met her where? In Waterloo. In Waterloo. Okay. Yeah. And so... Waterloo. You're you're playing semi pro football. You guys are dating. You get married. You start having kids, um, and you get into coaching because you're coaching youth football. You said, yeah, "What football. what what made that draw?" Say, you know what? I want to go back home. I want to go back to where it started. I want to coach at Columbus. Uh, uh, it, it didn't start out that way. I did uh, four years with the third and fourth grade group, and then uh, the coach at West High. He he. Hey, you know, Drew. What's, you know, I heard from the. His, his one of his assistants, my best friends from sixth grade. So he's like, yeah, Drew's doing good things with the kids. Like, hey, and my cousin got on the staff. Like, man, you know, Coach Morris asking about you. So I'm like, gonna talk to him. Say, hey, what's up, Coach? Because I want you join the staff. I'm like, all right. So that first year, I did high school DB coach with the varsity in the coach sixth grade. Because my son was in fifth now. You know, what I'm saying? so all right. So I did that for two years in the AD at Columbus at the time. Tom Olsis, which he's the AD at West High now, which is how weird yeah. how things work. He said he. Text me and said, Drew, look like you're thinking about Columbus. He was working out at Sportsplex, where West High practicing in the Sportsplex. Yeah. And I said, I'm always thinking about Columbus. What are you talking about, Tom? He was like, yeah, well, we might have assistant basketball coaching job open up. I said, oh, all right, let me think about it. And I thought about it. I said, I'm not taking it. Prior to that, the coach here was like, Drew, you want to be my assistant? Ben Barnett. Said, nah, I don't want to get into it. I'm, I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know. Columbus ain't the same as when I was there. You know, we don't right. have that many kids no more. You don't have that many like when we went there it was we were hoopers who hooped. So it, yeah, it right. looks good. And now it's like ah, Columbus like a football, baseball school. Like now, nah, <laughs> cool. So talk to the football coaches. Like Drew, you got to do it. I don't know, coach. Like you got to do it. That's all right. I'll do it. So I did that. I was assistant. I was a JV coach during the basketball season, during the football season. That year, I was at West High coaching football still. And I said, I got to make a decision. This is tough. And the head coach at the time, Drake Scurry, came in for a year. He actually resigned and left. I'm like, whoa, that's not open up. Let me, I don't, do I want to be assistant coach with somebody or should I just apply? I'll apply. Why not? Mom and daughter, why not? I, I'm like, I'm the perfect man for the job. Yeah. You know, who better than me? I played here. I went to school here. You know, I'm Absolutely. this all day. So it worked out. So yeah, I, I, I took a chance with that and got the job and, We've been trying to get this thing running ever since. Yeah, and that was how many years ago that you took that uh, job? It was five. This is this will be my fourth year as a head coach, so this has been my fifth year over here. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Um. So tell me. So now, now your kids are they're in high school, right? They're growing up. Um, that time at Kirkwood is is some time ago for you now. And uh, tell tell me what that what that's changed for you. What is coaching your sons? What is like? How has that changed your vision on kind of the game? Um, or has it at all? Coaching them, at, at first it's hard. Uh, 
I've always coached my youngest in basketball, so that the oldest was the first year last year when we, he was a varsity. He started for us because of injury, so you know, being a sophomore, starting at center, undersized, and and I got I had to think like sit back like man, this is besides to separate the dad and coach. Also, like I got to realize that my son is not me in high school. He, we built different. He he can't jump off the gym like that. He actually has a better shooting touch than I did when I was a sophomore. Like right. he's he's a different player. And I'm like, but it also helped me realize I got to coach everybody else the same way. I can't look at them like through the minds of how I played and who I played with like that. So you got to, yeah, I got to take what they're good at and mold into our offense. So get those guys, find out what they're good at, enhance that, and work on the stuff that they're they're not so good at. Um, I just, I love it. Sometimes I try to, I have to catch myself from being a fan and then dad watching him like, okay, do your thing. So, you know, because you want to be even cute. You know, you don't want to yeah, you know I can't jump around and do touch every time my son do something good. You know what I'm saying? So I've always tried to to stay even and kill. I want to see them succeed on their own. I don't want them to succeed because you know he's named after me. He's Andrew Robinson the third, and you know because of or oh your dad's a coach. Blah blah blah. No, no, right. one, they, they do their own thing. They, they they do their own thing. So, but it's Absolutely. been awesome. You see other coaches do it, and I get a chance to. Uh, with my youngest coming up now, I'm like, okay, this is this is kind of cool. You know, I, I kind of wish. I could have, my dad could have been my coach when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? Right. You always, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, some rapid fire stuff here. We're going to bounce all over the place for like okay. three questions real quick. Uh, if you had to give advice to someone right now who's going through the recruiting process, they're a junior, senior in high school, um, and they're they're trying to make their decision on what they want to do next, what would your advice to that person be? You have to really decide if that's what you want to do. So you have to put in the work. You you're gonna have to those extra hours where you feel like you ain't got nothing to do. You got to get to the gym. Uh, take advantage of the weight room. You know it really it really does help your body, and also I think it helps too if you get injured. It helps you heal fast. You know what I'm saying? Just because yeah. your muscles are are developing, get in that weight room. Take advantage of it. Have a, have a plan. You know maybe you know have about four or five schools that you're interested in, and then you know that spark that interest. They're interested in you. Then you can kind of mark that off, check that off. So definitely. Take it serious. Put in the extra work. You got to work. It doesn't come easy. Absolutely. Um, what are your thoughts on shot clocks in high school basketball? We get one in Iowa this year, 35 seconds. Uh, we, we over the summer we played with them. It, it didn't affect us any. I love it because now teams are, you know, they're they're up four or five late in the game. They can't just stall out. You know, the, that slow ball is done. So it gives you a chance to honestly get back in the games. Yep. I think I like that. You know, a lot of times I'm like, man, we got to get a stop. We got to get a stop, you know. So yep. I think that a uh, that'll help us when guys are taking three minutes. That's my thoughts five. as well. We, I had, over the summer, we had zero shot clock violations for any team that played. Um, really, the only thing it does is it changes your end of quarter, yeah, end of quarters, end of half, end of game situations. Yeah. That's all I, I like. Yeah, I'm, pretty much it. You know, and I played in college, but it didn't affect so it's okay. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last one, uh, last rapid fire here, and then I got one more for you. Uh, what needs to happen for you guys to get Waterloo Columbus back to where – where it once was back to where you want it to be uh you're now um, 2a I, instead of 3a so some things have changed obviously but I, talking I, to you and kind of hearing your vision um you know when we over the summer and stuff what, what needs to happen for you to get where you want to i think now we're at the point where the guys coming up there i need basketball guys first you no know, we got a lot of multi-sport kids two and three sports but usually basketball is the third second and fourth sport so we got kids coming up where basketball is their first love their passion so those guys you don't have to beg them to get the gym. You don't have to beg them to get the shots up. They're asking you. They're calling you. Coach, open the gym, open the gym. They're playing ball over the summer. The more you play, the more you get better, the more you grow. So I think we got more guys coming up now where, yeah, they, 
they love to hoop and I love that. You know, I'm a hoop, I'm a hoop coach. You know, I can't, you yeah. know, I want to see the football team succeed, tennis team succeed, golf team succeed, but I want to succeed too, you know, and I need hoopers who also can play golf and tennis and football. I love that baseball, so that's it. Get more hoopers in here. We're, we're getting there. Absolutely. We also need some thighs. You know, size helps a lot. Yeah, uh, always, always. <clears throat> well, I really, 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 really appreciate this. This is this is the pinnacle of what I want you know this podcast to be. Um, is just showing people that there is no absolutely no one direction. And like you said, you may not recommend the direction you went, but at the end of the day, you still got to where you want to be. Never give up. Never give up. No matter what injuries happen, you know you can bounce back, rehab, and heal. Now technology a lot better now than it was then, so you can bounce back and. It, and it's tough, but you got if you love it, it's a grind, and you you embrace it. You know, absolutely. Yep. Uh, last last question here, and I'll let you go. Um, who's someone that you'd like to hear on the podcast? But before you answer, I I one hundred percent stole this from all the smoke with Matt Barnes, so don't think that oh, I. Uh, I uh, <laughs> uh, but before you answer, it's someone that it's someone that you would have to uh, help us get in touch with. Who would that person be? Who do you, whose story do you think would be interesting? You want, you want coaches, right? No matter what sport or just hoop or basketball coach. Basketball. Doesn't have to be a coach. Could be a former player. I'm talking to a guy I played AAU with. I, I think he's like a financial advisor now, right? He, he doesn't play anymore. Who's some who's someone's story that we should hear? I know so many guys, man. So many Waterloo guys. Uh, it'd be nice to hear uh, Cedric Snake Robinson's story. Um you know, that's a good one. I know so many people. Uh, you said Cedric? I Cedric. I know Mitch Amy, who played here before I got here. He just, I think he just retired from playing overseas. He's got a great story. Uh, just the way he grew and developed. I've seen him play when he was younger. He, he used to watch me when I was older. Um, they say Marcus Meeks would be a great story. Uh, played at Wartburg. Referee yeah. now. So he does a lot of JV games. You probably see him doing your games. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's a different avenue of... And they were just thinking basketball guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Courtney Henderson has a great story. He was the head coach at uh, Des Moines Hoover. Yeah. They played at Southern, mm-hmm. you know, at HBCU. So that's just a different vibe. Uh, you know, I had a little brother who played at Iowa. Yeah. You know, so that'll be, that, he'll be, it'll be a good one. Um, Absolutely. So. We'll, have to, we'll have to get in touch. We got a, uh, we got a heck of a list going right now, so I'm excited. But I look forward to, you know, uh, talking to guys like you and other guys who, Oh, who have guys all over the place um, that they know. So I really appreciate it. Good luck in this upcoming season. Um, oh, I look too. forward to, to seeing you out there. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. You should know, Coach. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you. All right. Talk to you later. All right. And there you have it. Man, I think that was just – that was awesome. If you if you listen to the intro podcast that we, that we dropped, just kind of explaining what do we want this podcast to be, that was the epitome of it. I mean, we want – people to understand that there is no right path. There is no one way. And Drew showed you that. I mean, great high school career, gets hurt in high school, doesn't know what he wants to do with his life, and takes four years. Is gone for four years. And he said um, he, he would definitely not recommend that path. But nevertheless, he also said never give up, right? And I just think that's, you know, I, I wouldn't call it cliche, but, you know, everyone says it, but it, it's so true. And he didn't, and good for him. And we can't thank you enough, Drew, for being our first podcast guest. I mean, that was that was just really awesome. Uh, we'll be dropping some new stuff coming up. I got Jared Hill, coach of Henryville High School in Henryville, Indiana, coming up. Uh, gave me my first high school coaching job chance. It was awesome. Uh, had a really great team. Can't wait to talk to him about that. 
Ryan Crick, my old high school coach, he's supposed to be hopping on. Nick Reed, a guy that I played AAU basketball with, um, scored just a boatload of points in his career. He's the guy that walks in and everyone's like, no, he can't hoop, and then he just gives you 50. Um, got got all those guys coming up for you and many more. As always, if you have anybody that you think we should be talking to, give us an email at hoopscooppodcast at gmail.com. And remember, you can get the scoop on all things hoop here on Hoopscoop. One of the most stressful things in the world is planning a wedding. I'll never forget when me and my wife were planning our wedding, just how stressful it was, all the moving pieces that you have going on. The good news is now there's a solution. OurStressFreeWedding.com is the best place to find your vendors to organize all your thoughts. Visit OurStressFreeWedding.com to see how they can help you for your big day. What up? I'm Zach Goodwin, and this is Hoop Scoop, the podcast that explores the life and hoops journey of players, coaches, and influential people all throughout the sport. Get the scoop on all things hoop here on Hoop Scoop.